Well, we are very fortunate now to welcome to XEP Ronaldo Virts of Momopie, the developer behind Captain Velvet Meteor, the Jump Plus Dimensions. Thank you so much for joining me, Ronaldo. Hi, hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be here as well. Really nice to talk about the game, generally speaking. So. Thank you. I'm excited to ask you uh, any number of questions because as I was telling you prior to us hitting the record button, uh, <laughs> Captain Velvet Meteor is very much outside of my normal gameplay uh, experiences, for lack of a better term. So okay. do me a favor. Tell me a bit about what the elevator pitch is for Captain Velvet. What is this game? Like, what kind of game is this? So simply say as a game mechanic is a tactical action game. Mm -hmm. uh, in two, uh, 2D isometric. We say 3D isometric, but actually you don't have any 3D inside. And so it's a those isometric view, tactical mm -hmm. game where you, you move characters to fight enemies. But um, here the, let's say, specificity is that every every battle is in the, the mind of a young, uh, a young boy called uh, Damia. And so it's a tactical action game that is more friendly let's say to to main players like mm -hmm. sometimes tactical can be really really like mental at the, at the time it start to be really really complicated and we try to do something that can be quickly played and and enjoyable by almost everyone <clears throat> that was quite seriously what attracted me to captain Vel captain velvet meteor was how approachable it was uh damien the main character is a young boy who has to leave his home in France and moves to Japan. Yeah, yeah. And seemingly in doing that, that perhaps traumatic experience causes him to kind of go into his own imagination. And it's here that you've crafted this game experience. Yeah. Yeah, so the main, like, the main subject is it, it was like to be able to have a game where you can have really a subject that was for me important and that I guess a lot of kids, especially for our generation where you can live in the whole world, especially for, let's say, our countries where you can move around and all that. Yeah, some kids um, uh, like need to, to, to move around. That was something important for me also because I live in Japan and, you know, I had those kind of experience. And so um, the imagination stuff was like something a little bit personal as well. Like I think you, you need to... to human have the ability to change the past and the future mm -hmm. in their mind <laughs> just mm -hmm. I try to explain that but like the thing is like if you had a really bad experience in the past the only when you the only way you can see it differently is now here with your mind and trying to see okay so what i learned from that or whatever you know and and the future is also only in the mind like as imagination what will happen and so that kind of subject, I like it, but like it can go really deep. And so how to go like that, do the, like do a mix of all that in a game that in the same time, if you don't care about those kind of stories, you can still just enjoy the game because you have manga characters and, 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 and fighting stuff. And I, I tried to really have the good balance between all that, between a, a deeper meaning, something that a lot of kids and a lot of adults now also like would would maybe leave you know even if you move like the kids is like from france going to japan he's half japanese so he knows a little bit but he's really like no now i i cut with france friends like all the friends that maybe 10 years after he will meet again when they will be 20 but they will not have the same path at all so for he for him is like a cut 
start again here. How do you cope with that? And and so his mangas, um, you know, like jump manga generally, Shonen Jump is all about friendship and trying mm-hmm. to go like Gambaru, you know, it's like going further and further, be able to, to hi John, <clears throat> to be able to go, um, yeah, to, to surpass your own fears and, and mm-hmm. have help and all that. And so I thought I, I like those, everything could match so well between the, the you know, the IPs of Shonen uh, mangas and um, my subject and the game itself that is a tactical battle game. And so that's how everything like started to, to take shape. I'm, yeah, no, I'm so anxious to pick apart uh, a bit of that because you've got, <laughs> you know, anime manga in there. Uh, Damien's, of course, traveling across the world. We were talking prior to prior to recording that your last name, uh, Wirtz, is German. You yeah. yourself, French, I think you said. I and then you speak live in Japan. French, but from speak Switzerland. French. Yeah, from Switzerland, live yeah. in Japan. Okay, so you're you yourself bring in this kind of worldly, yeah. I'll say worldly <laughs> knowledge. I, I I would be remiss if I didn't say it feels like that's clearly what's inspiring Damien here. Yeah, so like, um, I will try to to be uh, like uh, short in that, but like, my father is from Brazil, my mother is from Switzerland and Panama. Mm-hmm. I'm born in Switzerland, so, um, but my Swiss origin, like my grandfather, is from German Swiss, like Swiss German mm-hmm. part, but I speak French, and so from the start, I had like already three nationality. I heard a lot of language in my family. You have people that are speaking English as well, uh, speaking German and, uh, and Spanish and Portuguese and, uh, and French. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, and then for some reason, I came in Japan because it's what not, not easy enough or something. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. seriously. Yeah, well, why not? And, and so I have two kids and my kids now have four, uh, uh, four countries. And, and uh, so they are half Japanese and all the other. And so even for me, it was always difficult to know, like, where is home? You know, mm-hmm. what, what is your home? Because you have nostalgia about, like, a Brazil, like, stuff that I really like. about Brazil. I never lived there, but, like, some cultural stuff that I'm, like, you know. And, and so you start to be able to compare countries and, and cultures, and you are kind of searching for the best place, but you understand that there is no base, best place because, like, for example, Japan have those really nice stuff. Mm-hmm. But those really crappy stuff, and and, mm-hmm. and Switzerland have those really nice stuff, and those really crappy stuff, and and then you start to see all countries that you could go, like maybe I could not go in, I don't know, in Russia or China, or, uh, stuff like that, where I don't understand a word, mm-hmm. but like I could go in any country that speak English and uh, or Spanish or whatever, and so you start to see everything like in an unzoom uh, situation, and so mm-hmm. for Damian, it's it's half half, but like still that's where he need to be able to take his strength at the end. And so it's just a start. I would like to be able to continue to know the story of this kid. For now, it's a, a short movie that I did like 10 years ago and, uh, and this game. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite personal without like putting all my stuff personal. It's just like the, the sparkle, the star sparkle is kind of personal, right? All right, so I'm not letting you get away with the movie part. We're going to come back to that. Yeah, sure. But if it is indeed so personal does that inform a lot of the mission design and for any listener that's unaware uh damien is tasked with 
what I would call seemingly mundane things, uh, you know, put away this food, go take out the dog, that kind of thing. But in his mind, he creates this world of manga monsters. And uh, he's accompanied by his friend JP, who I don't know if JP's tofu or not, but he looks like tofu at one point. (laughs) But that's like, what is he? And, you know, he has to create this world. And suddenly the mundane task becomes this grand mission for this 10 year old. Um, is is that informed from you or trying to perhaps deal with some of the the need to to move around, accomplish simple stuff, or is it yeah. just a cool way I to think, make a story? Yeah, I think so. Uh, JP, it's actually those kind of uh, robot cleaner. Uh, He's a Roomba. Stuff. Yeah, Roomba. Okay, yeah, that was my second option, but yeah, I that was you, not actually sure. in front of his room. In the game, in front of his room, you have a Roomba that is here, and at one point, if you talk with him, it's like, "Hey, JP, you you do a really." good job at hiding yourself or something like that you know gotcha okay <laughs> no okay. so the thing is like as i say if you go too deep it's difficult to understand the second thing is like those mundane tasks like seems mundane for us because mm-hmm. we did it a 10 years old or anyone who does it for the first time is big deal like the first time i tried nato like the first time you have really something different that you need to confront or like to for example, he's alone in the house for the whole time of the game, right? The mm-hmm. father is working somewhere. He's doing something. Um, the grandmother, is uh, she's in the, the room watching TV. You don't see her. You just hear if you go to her room. And the mother just at the start say, I will just go shopping. So it's really a short part, like let's say 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But 30 minutes alone in a house that you don't really know that have those uh, old smell and the cracking of the ground you know mm-hmm. those kind of feeling that when you are young it's a big deal like when i see my five years is five years old but five years old kid he don't want to go to the toilet just because you have the <clears throat> the stair to to go to the toilet you need to go to the stair and he's always afraid of the stair but mm. he knows that his room is there but like you know it's it's not for us it's not logical Mm-hmm. But when you put yourself in, 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 in the skin of a 10 years old, let's say, uh, those mundane tasks are not. And so that's why I wanted to show. So like, yeah, his mundane task, okay, he needs to try the, the or like just <clears throat> give food to, to his dog or like, uh, you know, say hello to the, or like take the post outside. But then mm-hmm. something happened, like the the old lady start to speak to him in Japanese and he doesn't understand. And so it's like, oh, fuck, what's happening? How can I deal with that? You know, mm-hmm. when for us, it would be, wait a minute, I will use Google Translate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so those, yeah, I think that was interesting for me too. <clears throat> yeah, I, have, I would have to think now, now in his creation, in his mind, uh, when he becomes Captain Velvet Meteor and he's not just Damien, he creates himself to be kind of larger than life and solve these larger than life problems. And the art design that you have here that accompanies Damien into this world is really cool. Um, I know there's a lot of anime and manga inspired uh, approaches to this art, but I'm seeing bright, vibrant colors and almost Lovecraftian monsters like with tentacles mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to me about your art design philosophy and like, what it was that that kind of took you there? Um, I think like I like I have some artists uh, in Japan that I like really much, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Matsumoto Taiyo or, or people like that that don't have the manga taste. You know, they they have 
a seemingly kid-like way to draw, but it's perfect. I'm not perfect mm-hmm. at all. I, I really can't go to this level, but like it's it's something you see that they kept their child spirit or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, what was important in my illustration, let's say artistic uh, way is to, to always have this balance that I have myself between, again, like adult concerns or like uh, stuff that you think about and the child childish mood, right? Mm-hmm. Like you see when she's smiling, you have all those big things like, ah, and it's kind mm-hmm. of, <laughs> it's not realistic, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not manga neither because manga, you know, have <clears throat> every year, every five years you have styles and you have rules and you have stuff that people like. And I don't want to go there. So I think my style is a little bit between, again, between countries. You have like um, the, the runness maybe of, of more um, old mangas maybe. Mm-hmm. You have the, the taste a little bit more of uh, European countries and, and, and the mix of all that. So you cannot, like, it's difficult to say, oh, that's manga or that's anime or that's comics or, or whatever, you know, that's mm-hmm. probably my style. And I, it's difficult for me to to say what style it is because mm-hmm. it's just me, right? But I think the, the inspiration are really mixed between artists that I like that have this, like, mix of... So that's why, for for example, you have those monsters and all. I love monsters. Mm-hmm. And I try sometimes to do some cute monster, but it's never cute, right? And I try to do something really, uh, it's difficult, for example, to make something really frightening. I can do it, but like generally it's just in between. Just It's like, uh, is, is that cute? Is that frightening? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it, so I think it makes that well. And um, yeah, that, that's how I could say it's difficult to, to say for him. You know, I would prefer someone else to say to me, "Oh, that makes me think of that and that." And I say, I would say, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, like it's Fair. always difficult to to say by himself. Like that. Sure. Well, one of the neat things about the game that you crafted here is that it, because it's like turn-based action, you've got a number of characters that have different ability sets and, and bring different things to the table. Um, I wonder if you could talk about the characters, please, because my understanding, uh, of course, is that you have multiple playable characters. Some of them are crossover characters from other places. Is that am I saying that right? OK, so by X family. See, I don't know anime, so I'm like, embarrassed it's OK, it's OK. So um, okay. you have you have the main character that is Captain Velvet Mitchell and his mm-hmm. character will glue together eight characters from IPs that are from Shuisha. Uh, okay, uh, from Shuisha actually, and so I Shuisha see. is the uh, editor of manga from Dragon Ball, One Piece, uh, Naruto, those known, and they have other IPs that come from Jump Plus, like Spy Family, Monster Number Eight. I think Kaiju Number Eight or Monster Number Eight depends on the country, the name mm-hmm. change. Uh, you have um, <clears throat> Hell's Paradise uh, and, uh, and like Slime Life, other other uh, mangas like that, and so each character has have their own uh, universe, right? Their own mm-hmm. series of manga. And they are not linked together like as manga, right? Mm-hmm. But in, in the game, each character has its own episode and they are all in the same spaceship sharing this this, this space that is Damien's imagination. And so Damien, each, for each situation he will have, let's say 
he needs to eat natto in the in, at the breakfast and uh, like salty stuff at the breakfast. That's a, that's the first salad, like uh, miso soup and and, and natto and, and stuff like that. So instead of croissant and uh, <laughs> you know and, mm. and butter and stuff like that, and so that's a big challenge. And so for that specific, the the character that will be involved in this uh, battle will be a girl like princess from a manga that talk about food. And so, you know, you have always this link, like mm-hmm. for the dog, the first episode is the dog. And so the, the dog get aggressive. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not spoiling really is what you see generally in the, in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Get aggressive. And so he sees it as, as a kaiju, you know, those big monster like Godzilla and stuff like that. The name of the monster is Dogzilla actually. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so for that, you have a character that comes from a manga where they are fighting kaijus, you know. And mm-hmm. so those kind of link is that's how like we we link everything together with those IPs. It's such a cool concept to get multiple IPs in there, and of course, it makes perfect sense that you know a dog that is intimidating a kid would feel like a kaiju, yeah, uh, <laughs> for sure. But then in the actual gameplay portion, uh, you got the kind of grid based combat that for me reminds me of Advanced Wars, like yeah. back in the day. Um, but it just feels so approachable and you guys can do kind of team power-ups with the different characters on each episode uh, or each you know individual character has their own attacks. Could you talk a little bit about kind of creating their uh, attack styles and creating movesets for combos and such? Sure. So uh, h- how we did first is see what character could fight in, mm-hmm. in all those uh, like non manga, we had more than eight first, and we selected, mm-hmm. and then from their uh, ability to fight, we tried to see what would be the more consistent, like what like uh, special attack they would have in the manga. You know, in shonen manga, often they say they say it where, while they are doing it. You know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the special attacks and stuff like that. So we tried to see what was what were the like the most known attacks and stuff like that without naming them we tried to get like um to see also the style of combat depending on the on the style of character for example you have uh, the guy from uh, hell's paradise gamimaru he's a ninja and so he has this attack where he dash through enemies mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> each character has the have their their own uh attack type and then they also have as you say you have combos like when you go together with the character um, you have combos, and those combos also need to be linked with the character and the type of, of system we wanted because each episode has their system. For example, you have the first one, you have eggs that are um, popping monsters, and so you need to mm. break them before the monster comes. And so for that, you have Kaiju that he's screaming really loud, and his scream is breaking stuff and pushing stuff, but it's not. So he's not doing a lot of damage, but he's pushing mm-hmm. everything out. And this scream is in the manga when he, he screams to stop an attack and you have a big scene about that. And so he's like, mm-hmm. okay, let's take that, try with that, this mechanic, specific mechanic. You have one, for example, he just have a strong uh, fist and he's a, uh, how you say, android, like a robot. Mm-hmm. And uh, he can push blocks and so you can do a kind of sokoban like a little bit violent sokoban where mm-hmm. if you push big blocks it will also kill monster on in the same time so each episode has their own mechanic and their own little um patterns 
that makes also the game feeling always a little bit like new each time you you go in a new episode it's like okay what 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 will be like the the special system for this one you know slime life is more about pinball type where you you, boop, 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 you know you have this slime getting a, a silver slime mm-hmm. and and bumping on on monsters and stuff different so it, it was all about like trying to merge i think the whole game generally the whole game is how to find a balance between gameplay story for each manga and the main story of captain and put that together am i right in saying that uh captain velvet meteor was available on mobile prior to its coming to console so first of all it was uh, available on nintendo switch Mm-hmm. And then lately, it was uh, made av- available on Crunchyroll. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a, a platform for anime and manga in uh, abroad. Yeah. So not in Japan, not in Asia. Gotcha. <clears throat> Reason I, I ask is, I feel like the gameplay feels very much like it could work quite well. You know, uh, yeah. in, in mobile spaces on Switch and whatnot, and the fact that it's here now on consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just feels like it's a very approachable way to kind of digest this game. Um, and how long would you say it takes to beat Captain Velvet Meteor? So to finish the story, probably 10 hours, 12 hours, 12 hours, 12 hours, sorry. And to to have it 100% because you have also like uh, secret missions, uh, subquests and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You have the boss also at the end, you, you, you unlock special bosses to to have that so the hundred percent would be fifteen hours probably. Okay. It's between ten and fifteen hours. Not so gotcha. long, not so short. <laughs> just, yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. It's just yeah. a uh it's I think a neat question to think like how much time it takes to invest into uh, a different story uh, yeah. here and there. Now to craft your twelve to fifteen hour experience, how long was this game in development? So mainly it was two years of development. Oh wow. Okay, to me that feels very short. Did it feel short to you? No, not really. <laughs> like yes and no. Like no, because at at one point, you know, when you create a game, you have your nose in the game all the time. And especially for me, my my position is to be in between everyone, so mm-hmm. I I am always involved. Like and um, and so the thing is like I needed to to think about it. Also the weekends and night because like uh, my Swiss uh, colleagues are working like for example for to do a meeting I needed to do the meeting at eight eight and a half uh, in the in the night when I was mm-hmm. already working from from the morning so for me I started to feel long after like one year and a half I was mm-hmm. like oh I want that to be finished you know when you have the game you yeah. did all the, the the mechanics all the stuff and you need to to finalize the little stuff that was a little bit long but at the same time i don't i feel we did it quite as you say like 15 hours a team of uh, mainly five people plus um five outsourcers sometimes mm-hmm. you know like for the music or for, for stuff like that and um so at the end i think we did quite well mm-hmm. to do that kind of you know like the, the we did more than what we expected or like what we thought we would be able to do. So That's incredible. That, I'm, really, I'm really, really happy about that. Yeah. That's not always the answer I get. I have the privilege of talking to, you know, indie all the way to AAA, and <clears throat> there's always that danger of, of scope going too big. Yeah, yeah. Right. And and you know, getting feature creep and then also 
not wanting to do or not getting to do everything they wanted to do. Um, a dreaded question I tend to ask developers. So prep yourself, my friend. Yeah. Um, are you happy with it? Yeah, I think yeah. I, uh, actually, I I'm happy with with uh, with the result. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, I have stuff that I would say, oh, maybe that could be better. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I say, I think for for the resource we had, the number of people we were, um, the skill we had, and and uh, and all that, like we did a pretty good job of uh, having a product that is finished. You know, mm-hmm. that was important for me is to have. As you say, like the scope was quite big at the start. It was like, can we do eight episodes of uh, 10 level plus one boss for each, plus one story for each, blah, blah, blah. It was kind mm-hmm. of huge, right? But I prefer to start like that and cut where it's not necessary to then go to the essence of everything. So I think like now if I would do it, probably it would be difficult to do it differently. You know, it, it would have... I don't know what I could do to make it better. The only thing I would like to do is actually make a DLC or something like that, right? Like to have mm-hmm. like some ideas we had, like to be able to add more environ- environmental, how you say? Environmental. environmental. Yeah. Uh, stuff that happened, let's say you have lava growing and, and then going down, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that that's just ideas that I would like to add. And in the same time, Maybe not in this game, but because it's just like uh, just good at it at it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing it for two years, and like you said, you've been burning the candle at both ends, morning and and night. You know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So we did everything we could. <laughs> so for that, I'm happy with the result. Definitely. Does that change? Like, like, <clears throat> do you anticipate working on a DLC, or is it that not the goal? Like, would you rather do those features somewhere else? Because that's a tepid question some people really want to go in and others are like nope i'm done new project no i so i think the project uh it depends really how it goes uh in terms of sales as well because mm-hmm. like uh depends like to be transparent it depends on the money simply mm-hmm. said so if if it works well then we have the money to do a dlc then we would probably uh it depends also on, on the publisher like do they want to do it or not because mm-hmm. it's a it's a collaboration um, that said, I think the IDs I have in the library of IDs um, for a lot of type of game, I have a lot of stuff. I'm sure that at, at, a, at one point, if we do another game, what we did in Captain Velvet Met- uh, Meteor will help uh, mm-hmm. doing some other stuff. And then we might take some ideas that we didn't, you know, throw there here or even like, oh, this idea was really nice, but maybe in that game we can like you know tweak it like that and i think that's what is important especially for indies is to use what you know already and mm-hmm. and like you know having your your own rock and you try to make it better and better and put details and stuff on your craft so for me it would be okay to be the same game uh because now it's you know we finished it like one year uh, ago and we did just a port for mm-hmm. for steam and xbox with what was necessary so it's not like we were producing new um, mechanics uh, or new contents, right? So I would be ready to, if, if it's doable. Right. But I well, cannot say we are doing it. Like, that's not in the right. Of me. course. Of course. <laughs> I wasn't trying to pin you into that. It's just like sometimes people are ready for fresh and new. Other times it's like, no, I want more of, of this. Um, you, you mentioned Xbox and Steam. 
uh, Captain Velvet Meteor coming out on Xbox, Steam, Windows PC, uh, March 1st, February 29th, just time zones, but right in there um, where, where gamers can go and check that one out. Um, it's also, you said, available on Nintendo Switch as well. Yep. If gamers and players find themselves enraptured with Captain Velvet, will they get to go back and watch your movie? I didn't forget. I didn't forget. It's really a small. I mean, this movie. Yeah, if they want, it's good. Uh, it's an old. You know, I was still in school, animation school, mm-hmm. uh, and I had this little character that I did like some comic strip with um, some funny stuff in three, three. Uh, how you say, comma, like three um, panels. And, yeah, pa- three panels. Okay. And each time it was like. The adventure of Captain Velvet, doing something that feels crazy, but at the end, the last uh, panel was like, "Oh, actually, he's trying to steal cookies from the kitchen," or "Actually, he's, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that, doing a little bit bad stuff." And from that point, I did a little animation movie, kind of funny, where he he wants to take back an artifact in a big uh, alien spaceship, mm-hmm. but actually, he just wants to take back his uh, Game Boy from his. Uh, dad's room and so that was kind of the the point so i i think if they enjoy they can mm-hmm. <laughs> i would be happy but like the the quality is like you know i was a student so for me it's like i'm happy with it but at the same time it's like uh you know this mm-hmm. animation was crap or like stuff like that you know like always the more difficult is to see your own art and your own craft and the curse of the artist the same about captain velvet you know, the game in 10 years i don't know but like uh, <laughs> you know yeah that's but the curse have, of the artist. Actually, we have a, oh, I'm sorry. No, I just said that's the curse of the artist. Exactly. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, we have also like a one-shot manga that that came from another artist mm-hmm. uh, here in Japan that did a uh, uh, one-shot manga with uh, Captain Velvet Meteor, and I feel that's also a way to do it. Captain is kind of universal character; like he he could work in any country, and any artist could take. I would be okay if we talk about it, like that someone else take the character to try to do his own version of his own memories about a kid doing like, okay, you know what I mean? Like it's it's multi multiverse in a place, but it's also multi, um, <laughs> how do you say? It's in his imagination, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Every, everyone's imagination could could work with with that character and, and that's that could be the, the future of this character as well like the past was my own little animation stuff but uh, mm-hmm. can be a lot of things i see yeah well uh ronaldo Virts, we have from momopi so excited for captain velvet meteor to uh arrive onto xbox and steam and windows pc for gamers to get to check it out uh, that haven't already. Is there anything you'd like to say to viewers or listeners uh, about your game that maybe we haven't covered yet? I, I would say um, that the, the first, like when you, when you start playing it, uh, the first 30 minutes can feel a little bit long, maybe because we did a, a tutorial that is narrative and you need to do it. But in the same time, that slow pace of understanding will help really enjoying the game from the, the first episode that is free with Kaiju number eight. So if I have only one thing that I would say is like, at the start, just take your time to enter in the, in the, in the game. And then from that point, you will really have the action and all that. And, uh, and yeah, I would really like to see 
how, how players feel about it because you have also, as I said, like a, a deeper meaning in, in that, like you have this child, but you have also father who, like how fathers will, will um, you know, sometimes like my, my own feeling about like, what is your responsibility as a father for a kid's traumatic event? Like what can you do and stuff like that? So yeah, I would say try to grind deep in the game Mm-hmm. as much as you can and, and and if you are influencers or stuff like that even not like if you if you have a little thought about it i would really like to have it it's just personal it's not even like mm-hmm. a promotional it's just personal i would love to see how people react to 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 the game ending for example stuff like that well i, I will say that uh a lot of the xcp listeners are wonderfully creative and and, and love reaching out and chatting with developers for anybody that plays Captain Velvet Meteor, wants to get in touch with you, where can they find you in social spaces? So on Instagram and, and X, uh, you can find me under the name uh, R-Y-O-F-O-U-G-E-R-E, Rio Fougere. And uh, you can just DM personally, no problem. Uh, I'm open to discussion generally. I like to be uh, human, uh, how is it, link with humans. More there than AI, go. I would say. <laughs> Fair. In Fair. a world of AI, I really would love a talk with a real person. There, sounds good. And <laughs> listeners, uh, listeners and viewers, you guys can find uh, links to Ronaldo's stuff in in the show description. So feel free to look there. Uh, Ronaldo, thank you so much for joining me today. I very much appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck on the game's launch, and listeners, gamers. Uh, once you have played it, please reach out to Ronaldo and let him know <laughs> what you think. That's going to be it for us. Have a fantastic Thank rest you. of your day. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.